Hi guys, welcome back to the show, Talking Your Way to Change. Today's topic is about self-esteem. I want to give you some guideposts of breaking down the concept of self-esteem so that you can apply this to yourself and see where there might be room for improvement. I want to give you some food for thought to bring to your therapist about where you are in your journey of becoming the best possible human being you can. Taking responsibility for your self-esteem and talking to a professional is so important because your self-esteem is paramount to your mental health. What do psychologists have to say about self-esteem? A lot. There are oodles of research studies on this topic. It has been studied for over a hundred years. It is the most widely studied concept in the social sciences. This episode is just one slice of a very big pie. This episode is a reflection of some of my thoughts as a psychologist about building your self-esteem with intention. Oftentimes, clients present in psychotherapy expressing internal pain or dissatisfaction with their self-esteem. Sometimes when people are depressed, they're not even aware of how inadequate they have been feeling until asked. Assessing someone's self-esteem is often a component of a thorough psychological evaluation. The one thing we know for sure is that mental illness makes people feel bad about themselves, inadequate or inferior. When we're suffering from depression or anxiety, we feel like we don't measure up to our peers in society in general. The simplest way to understand self-esteem is to break it down into two domains. First domain, my worth, my lovability. Second domain, my ability to have an effect on things. What is my interpersonal power and influence? Am I able to have a cause and effect on the events in my life? These two essential components are what make up healthy self-esteem. I need a sense of personal worth and I need a sense of personal competency. These two components of self-esteem develop over a period of time with multiple experiences. In my mind, this is analogous to what Freud said, that love and work are the cornerstones of our humanness. That insight that productive labor and positive human relationships improve our physical and mental health. Okay, let's break these domains down even further. Okay, I have always sort of conceptualized this as four parts. So the first one is, am I lovable? The second one is, do I have interpersonal power in my relationships? The third one is, am I working towards something meaningful in my life? And the fourth one is, do I have a moral compass? Let's dig deeper into each one. Okay, the first one, am I lovable? Do you believe that people love you, that you are lovable? As humans, we need to be loved. Your strong sense of self-worth allows you then when other people are mad at you or judging you to be able to keep that in perspective without becoming defensive. Do we know we are worthy, we are loved? The second, do we believe that we have interpersonal power in these love relationships? You need to feel empowered 
to have your needs met. I need to be able to feel like I can influence the people in my life. I need to know that they will consider my thoughts and feelings and needs. Even the Gottman research on couples demonstrated that satisfied couples had marriages in which husbands allowed their wives to influence them. I need to take responsibility for my thoughts and my words and my actions, and I need to not feel like a victim, right? I need to know that I can navigate these relationships to get my needs met. Three, in terms of am I working towards something meaningful of in my life? Do I have meaningful work? In some way, am I contributing to society? Do I have some area of mastery? Am I able to stretch or challenge myself? I mean, this could be anything from going to school, learning how to knit, managing your mental health, even implementing self-care strategies. Are you engaging in your role as a grandparent, a neighbor? What about work, sports? Okay, do you have meaningful work? Fourth, do you have a moral compass? Are you living your life in such a way that your behavior is aligned with your values and beliefs? If you are in the throes of an addiction and lying to your spouse, children, or work, this is going to tear you down and eat you up. You're not going to have good self-esteem. People who feel good about themselves know their own worth. They don't lie and keep secrets. They don't spend the money they don't have. You need to have a moral compass and live by it. You can't be an evil person and have good self-esteem. You could be a narcissist and think that you're better than other people. But if you sell your soul or act like a jerk or enjoying getting one over on another person, that's not really self-esteem. You're not going to feel good about yourself. You're just going to think you're better than other people. Oftentimes, people can feel good in one area and not another. And if this is the case for you, then you could just target that that area that you need more inner work in, in terms of your psychotherapy. Here are a few suggestions for improving each area. Okay, the first area, again, was about our lovability. You want to nourish your relationships. Find others who can understand and support you in your recovery, whether that's from mental health, addiction, divorce, death. We need other people. We can't do it alone. Two, we need to learn how to set healthy boundaries in relationships. Three, we need to understand that our lives are the results of our behavior. Every day we make 35,000 decisions. They might be unconscious or autopilot decisions, but they are these micro decisions that we make, right? Like every day I make a decision, hey, am I going to hit the snooze button or not? Am I going to floss my teeth or not? Am I going to have a healthy breakfast? Am I going to eat some vegetables or protein? Or am I going to just eat carbs? Should I bring my lunch or buy my lunch? Should I meet my family with a joyous attitude or leave the house in a rush without saying goodbye? Should I make my bed? Should I watch the news, scan social media? All of these micro behaviors are habits, and they're going to impact how I feel about myself. And for the fourth area of your self-esteem, the moral compass area, my suggestion is to help other people. Helping others improves your self-esteem and your sense of purpose. 
Helping others actually changes your brain. When you are helping others in need, the mesolimbic system, the portion of the brain responsible for feelings of reward and happiness becomes activated. This releases feel-good transmitters and hormones. Helping others is such a win-win. Obviously, it benefits the receiver, but it also has a profound effect on your brain chemistry. It promotes, promotes joy and realigns you with a sense of purpose. Even if you're depressed, even in the face of pain, contributing to the greater good can help you build your self-esteem and create a positive relationship for yourself. Okay, let's summarize. There are essentially two components of what make up healthy self-esteem. One, a sense of personal worth, and two, a sense of personal competency. If we break those down further, there are four areas in the two domains. There's one, am I lovable? Two, can I influence others that I love and love me? Three, am I working towards something meaningful? And four, do I have a moral compass? Suggestions for improving those areas are one, nourishing your relationships, two, learning how to set healthy boundaries in relationships, three, understanding that your micro behaviors are habits that essentially do impact how you feel about yourself, and four, making sure that you are not only helping yourself, but you are looking towards others and helping them. Okay, until next time, this is Dr. Banker. Thanks for joining us this week on Talking Your Way to Change. You can also visit our Facebook page. You can subscribe to the show on Anchor or iTunes so that you never miss an episode. If you found value in this show, we would appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or you could just simply tell a friend. I need to alert everyone that this podcast is not meant as a substitution for mental health treatment. So although the podcast deals with psychotherapy, this is not your psychotherapy. Okay, thanks for listening. Until next time, this is Dr. Banker.